He would while she was leading a clergy retreat that Evelyn Underhill, one of the great writers and teachers of the spiritual life in mid 20th century England, said this, the interesting thing about religion is God. Clergy, maybe more than others, need to be reminded. We all need to remember that among things that are important, clever, or helpful, the interesting thing is God. So when we have Peter's confession, which is a moment significant enough that it gets its own feast day with that title in mid-January, it still might be that Jesus' questions and promises are at least as interesting as Peter's confession. Jesus' questions first probe the disciples' understanding of him and his impact on the people around them. Who do they say that I am? There is the popular estimation of this teacher and healer that is firmly grounded in popular religion's expectation, but doesn't go much further. When I taught pastoral leadership at Swanee, I would ask seminarians to make a list of the different images of clergy, of particular characters of clergy that they saw in culture, in books, novels, mysteries around them. If you don't know what the expectations are that are thrown at you, you may find yourself slipping into them unaware. It's even more telling to ponder what culture or the many cultures around us think about Jesus and how that shapes our understanding of Jesus. Sadly, too often what they think about Jesus is actually a response to some distortion in the church's witness or maybe some half-remembered Sunday school lesson that was absolutely on target for a six-year-old but isn't sufficient for adult challenges. Who do people say that I am? Think about what you see, read, hear, or encounter in the days ahead. What do they say about Jesus, and how does that shape your understanding? We might be called to a clearer, more honest witness so that there are a few less misconceptions about who he is, and we might be clearer about where we find our understanding of who he is. Because the story turns on that question. But you, who do you say that I am? Peter gets a gold star and a whole red letter day on the calendar for his answer. And yet Jesus makes it clear that it is really not Peter's answer, as if he concocted the idea or if some later church council invented the truth about Jesus. God's own presence among us is something that is revealed, given as a gift, something that we discover it is we see it when the Holy Spirit's light makes it visible. Not flesh and blood, but my Father, Jesus says. There needs to be humility as we try to understand and know God. And we need a sense of expectation that honest questions, serious engagement with Scripture, tradition, and reason will be met by God's own movement towards us. There is truth. And it is God's truth, and our efforts, journeys, questions, and longings will be answered by God. God is not only the interesting thing about religion. 
God's grace and truth seen in the face of Christ Jesus is the truth about religion. When we find God's own truth, when we know the grace and self-giving love that stands before us, when we can name Jesus as God's presence for the world's salvation and our own hope, then our feet are on solid ground and there is an enduring foundation for our lives. You are the rock, Jesus says, and still Peter will fail. You need to be here next week to find out how he gets this right answer wrong. The lectionary has a pretty high expectation of how often we are in church at this time of the year as it goes from week to week. But you will hear more about what Peter does with this right answer. And even though he gets it wrong, it is still the beginning point for so much. There are lots of ways you can be wrong about God, and there are perverse things people can claim in the name of Christ. But it is amazing what can be built on the first and slightest expression of God's truth. Confess the faith of Christ crucified and sheareth us in his resurrection. We say that at baptisms. And with our honest attempt at that, to confess the faith of Christ, grace will build a church. A church, Jesus says, whose witness and worship will break open the gates of death and hell. When Jesus took his disciples to Caesarea Philippi, they probably walked by a pagan shrine to Pan that included a cave that was held to be the gates of Hades, the gates of the underworld and death. The faith that Peter found and that we share by our baptism, the life given by water and the Holy Spirit sustained in this Eucharist, that is a life strong enough to walk into a complicated and dangerous world that will stand up to the gates of death. Our faith, our lives will endure despite the world and death itself. The gates of hell will not prevail. The faith and hope that grows from an encounter with Christ doesn't need to remain hidden or sheltered. It can walk in this world, even at its worst and through whatever dark days any of us will face, because there is a solid rock beneath our feet we stand on God's truth seen in Christ Jesus, humble and ready for repentance and renewal, but confident that the gates locking people and creation within evil and death will fail. God is at work in Christ, and what is built on a faithful response to him will be a new creation, we are given a life strong and enduring, blessed with hope and strong with compassion. That is more than flesh and blood can conceive. But it is exactly what God reveals when we see, know, believe, and follow Jesus.